There are three things that I do every day which changed the game of my body. People ask me all of the time about how much I work out, what I eat, etc., etc. But over the years of healing my own body and working with others, I've learned that the reason so many women are struggling with weight gain and body stuff, especially in perimenopause, is because of their habits. Our habits are things we don't really think about that don't actually even require much energy. They're on autopilot, which is great, except if they are sucking our energy or creating inflammation in our body. Then we don't always recognize the role that we ourselves are playing in our own weight gain or energy suck, which can be frustrating and confusing. I have nights out with friends also. I feel hunger the next day because I'm tired. And yes, I eat junk food but these are once in a while. They don't make my life and aren't actual habits. Sister, it's your small, seemingly insignificant habits that make all of the difference. And for me, my three habits always include this. One, starting my day with greens. Specifically, the greens I love are from Organifi. They give all my listeners a 20% off. If you use my name as a discount code, I'll put the link here in the show notes. It is a simple powder that I put a scoop in a large shaker cup, shake up with ice and water, and drink as the first thing that hits my gut microbiome in the morning. It sets the tone for my day. It nourishes my energy. It nourishes any cravings I might have later. And everyone I know who tries these greens recognizes that they feel a difference in their energy, in their digestion, in their bowels if they struggle with constipation, and definitely in their cravings within three to four days. It's like magic, but it's not. It's a simple habit that sets your tone in your body for the day. My second habit is that I always follow my P4 formula, which keeps me focused on the sleep, mindset, movement, and nutrition habits that create solid health foundations. Remember that a body in chaos will not respond to tactics and trendy hacks. We have to create that foundation. And once you do, you can have vacations, you can have nights out, you can go and do things and live your life without the stress that comes from quote unquote breaking diets or overeating all the time. You know your foundations are there and the moment you go through a period of of excess or enjoyment, you just go right back to those foundations. If you need help with your strategy or you're sick of Googling and trying to piecemeal it together, make sure you join us in the perimenopause posse. It is the cheapest and most affordable way for you to grab my P4 formula, all the strategy, get your questions answered, be supported by other women, have real live coaching calls with me, which costs a lot of money if you wanna work one-on-one with me. So if you're looking for something self-paced, it's going to take all the questions out of this for you. And of course, the third habit I always keep is that I have a coach at all times because mindset is the biggest part of success, period. Whether it's your own growth, whether it's success in business or in your career, whether it's improving yourself as a parent, whether it's in your relationship, or whether it's in your health and your relationship with your body. Having a coach or someone who helps you see outside of the frame of reference is always going to get you there faster. That's why the top most successful people in the world invest in this no matter what, whether they're athletes or business people or any aspect of success you can find period. 
Okay, sisters, let's dive into this episode, but make sure your habits are on point. Swipe up to grab any of the links I talked about and to connect further and make sure you're not wasting your life feeling badly about habits that really can make you feel better than you already do. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey, sister girlfriends, how are you feeling in your body today? <laughs> do you like this question or do you hate this question? <laughs> I um, Sometimes I struggle with this question myself, but it's here's why I ask it. We are so quick to look outside of ourselves for how we should feel instead of looking inside of ourselves for how we actually feel. Inside is where the messages are. You know, we often are out in the world feeding our minds in terms, like with actual food. Our mind says this, our mind craves that, and we feed the mind, but the body needs the food first. Yes, obviously nutrients go to our brain, but the mind, how we think, it it can be very easily distracted and have FOMO and fall prey to looking for something to soothe something else. If you truly want to change how you feel, you have to always go in and get to that root. So making sure that you're taking one minute every day just to say, how do I feel in my body today? And if you can take that further, really the ultimate goal here, and it's a simple practice, but simple doesn't always mean easy, but it's a simple practice where every single time you eat, you stay present, you pay attention. Whatever the food is, how does it make you feel? That's how we learn, right? If you were, remember that that old thing, that old thing, what am I saying here? You know, when you're growing up and, uh, you know, there's that kind of concept of, of if you let the child touch the hot stove, they'll know never to touch the hot stove again because they get burned. Like if, so, so someone can tell a child all the time, hot, don't touch it, hot, don't touch it. But until they touch it, they don't really know. And once they do, then they know and they don't do it again. Should all of our kids burn their hands? No, it's not what I'm saying. You, you get what I'm saying here. <laughs> My point is that if you're constantly numbing because you're eating for your brain, your mind, not your brain, your mind, and what your mind is craving and what your mind is wanting, when you touch the stove, you don't feel it and you don't learn. 
So every time you eat, just get a little present, get a little conscious and see how that feels in our body. Because all too often we're in so much hormonal chaos or so much inflammation that we don't even recognize what's making things worse and what's making things better. Today, I wanted to talk specifically about fasting and the impact of fasting on women during perimenopause. I have actually done an episode about this maybe about a year ago. So if you've listened to all the episodes and you've been a longtime listener, um, you've probably heard me talk about this, but sometimes I like to revisit topics, dive a little more deeply or make it really concise for you because if you're new to the podcast, maybe you haven't had time to listen to every single episode. This is episode 91. And uh, if you have listened to all the episodes, I'm super grateful because of you guys this is the top 5% wellness podcast in the world, which is huge because wellness is a hot topic, right? It's all over the place. I mean, people really only do things for one of three reasons, to feel better in their health, to get more when it comes to love and relationships and to have more money. So those are our main motivators that marketers move towards. So it's it's a hot topic, wellness in all its forms. It's a big topic. So thank you for for listening. But if you're new, welcome. We're going to talk today about fasting because yesterday... I was out. You guys hear me talk a lot about making time for pleasure and joy. Yesterday, I went and met a couple of my girlfriends for lunch. We hadn't seen each other in so long. And um, and we were talking about hormonal shifts. We were talking about how we feel in our bodies. And we're all in our early 40s, which you know is a time where not everyone really feels or is suffering from major symptoms of hormonal shifting, hormonal chaos, because remember, we all go through perimenopause, premenopause, menopause transition, and we all achieve menopause at some point in time in our lives. But whether it is debilitating, whether it is life-altering, whether it is frustrating, whether it is keeping you from doing other things and how much you suffer from those symptoms really has everything to do with the habits you keep and the lifestyle choices you have had up until this point in your life. Perimenopause simply highlights what is no longer working for you. And if you're not listening to those, if you're not catching those highlights, if you're not listening to the whispers of your body, then you're gonna miss it altogether. But the topic came up as I was enjoying this awesome lunch with my girlfriends about, um, about fasting. And what do I think about fasting and how does it impact us? Because it's a hot topic out there, right? I'm sure, I, I don't know that I've met many people who don't know what fasting is. Even my 14-year-old daughter brought up fasting to me the other day as something that she hears her friends talking about. And I wanna first explain a couple things about fasting. First of all, fasting when it comes to nutrition is really um, means a, a long period without eating, right? You're in a fasted state, a state where there's no food. And the truth is, if you are a regular eater where you eat, you know, your three, maybe four meals a day, and maybe you eat your breakfast at eight and then your dinner at six, you're getting a 14 hour fast. That's a good fast. And this is where the name breakfast came from, right? We're breaking our fast at breakfast. We do need a fasted state so that the body can stop being busy digesting and move into rest and repair and recover. Um, because every single time we put something in our body, 
our body has to stop what it's doing and deal with that thing, right? Whether it's a salad, a cup of coffee, you know, drugs and alcohol, whatever it is, whatever you put in your body, the body's now got to deal with it, right? So it cannot do the other things that it's doing. It's like when you're, you know, you're a mom and, you know, all of a sudden your child walks in and, you know, they need something, like they need something now. So we're, we're dealing with with what is happening in that exact moment, right? You can't very well just ignore your child or your baby anyway. Sometimes we have to ignore our children a little bit. Um, so that is what fasting is. It's a long period and it's gained, you know, some great credibility overall in health benefits because if you're struggling with, you know, with weight loss or with illnesses, fasting allows your body to, instead of being focused on, again, dealing with digestion to get shift into the place where it's able to have a longer period of time to heal and to recover and to repair and to fight sickness. So, and, and of course, to shift into fat burning mode, right? It's not because you're not eating enough or you're having a calorie deficit that fasting works or the benefits of fasting come into play. The benefits of fasting are because you're shrinking your eating window and you're having a very clear time frame in your life or in your daily routine where you're not asking more of your body at that time. Now, that can, again, this is shown especially in men to be a very beneficial thing, but we're not just, we're not eating less. And I want to make sure you guys understand that we're not eating that. So there's some really great benefits uh, of fasting. Where the problem comes into play with women in the perimenopause years or these years leading up to menopause is that our body is in a hormonally shifting place. So automatically the body, which is constantly trying to work to bring us into homeostasis, has an added workload already. This is why perimenopause is really, you know, an energy supply and demand game, right? The economy of our body <laughs> is struggling where there's a lower supply of energy and a higher demand for it, or, or even the same supply. Now, I would say because most often women in midlife are you know, raising young children and they have aging parents and they have peaking careers. Um, and that doesn't, that's nothing to say to, you know, the house that we're keeping, the food that we're, we're buying and making and meal planning and the trips that we're planning for our kids and all the emotional labor of life that we're also handling. So I would even argue it's not even at this time in our life where we have the same supply, but more demand because of the shifting hormones for energy. We actually have less supply because we're busy doing other things and in even greater demand. So we need to be conscious of all the things that we do in order to help our body because the more workload we add to our body, the less opportunity the body has to be business as usual, right? It's kind of like when your laundry piles up because it's just not a priority, you know, or it's been sitting in a pile unfolded for weeks or you haven't cleaned your house in a really long time and you know, you're starting to see dust bunnies in the corner because it becomes a lower priority on the scale. So here we are in this shifting hormonal time frame, and, and again, that's not even to speak about the food that we eat. If every time we eat, the body's gotta stop everything else and deal with this piece, you know, that's just if we're digesting it. If the food that we're eating is inflammatory, not only does it have to, does our body then have to deal with the inflammation 
you know, or the irritation or the allergy or whatever it is that's creating inside of you, but it also still has to digest the food and try to assimilate some nutrients and you know, whatever comes out of those nutrients, depending on the quality, will be left for how your body can optimally run. So there's a lot of things going on. And you know, you guys, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, I really try to make this super duper simple because I find like, yes, there's a more complex way to understand things. There's layers upon layers and upon layers of ways to understand the science and the physiology behind all of this. But all we need to know are the simple parts so that we can follow the simple system. We don't really have the bandwidth right now to understand everything unless it's something that you love or you have a career out of it like I do. We want to keep things really simple so that we can follow things along, right? But the problem with fasting in perimenopause is there's three, three major issues. First and foremost, fasting really only works as an optimal strategy when done consistently. Meaning, if you're going to intermittent fast in what we might call an eight and 16, where you're eating only in an eight hour window and then going 16 hours without eating, you need to keep that fast, that same clock, that same time frame. Right, so maybe you're eating like from from 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. You know, maybe that's your eight-hour window. You need to be consistent with that for a long time. You know, we always need at least two to three weeks for the body to respond. Remember, we're not kids that are in our 20s anymore, so things aren't bobbing and weaving and happening and turning on a dime really quickly here. You know, things we're 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 <laughs> we're in. You know, we're, we take a little longer to change. We have patterns, we have pathways, we have things that we're used to and habits. So it takes a little longer for the body to respond. The body's also really used to us trying something, giving up, trying something, giving up, trying something, giving up. So it knows this game that we play, right? So before you can even begin to really experience the benefits of fasting, you need to be nailing it consistently so there's not as much room for error in there. And if, if you can't get to that point, then that causes a lot of problems no matter who you are, no matter where you are in your life. So that's number one, one of the biggest issues that we run into. But pertaining specifically to perimenopause and the hormonal shifting that we're having, because we have this added workload on the body and we have therefore is irritated very sensitively by stress, one of the fastest ways we both stress and then unstress our body back out is through having consistent or inconsistent blood sugar. Meaning if when you have inconsistent blood sugar levels, it automatically adds another workload and more stress to the body, which is everything we're working hard to prevent, right? We need less, we need a greater supply of energy and a less demand of, 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 for energy in the body. And when we have inconsistent blood sugar levels, levels, every time our blood sugar spikes, it also drops equally. And then the body's got to get to work dealing with the spike and the drop, right? So it's an added workload. This is why so often we can run into cravings in the afternoon or have brain fog or fatigue because we have an, a major energy supply and demand issue. We don't have enough energy. And not a lot of you guys are napping out there. I hear from you. I know you're not big nappers. So when we have inconsistent blood sugar, 
it causes an added workload to the body. And if you're awake in the morning and you're hormonally imbalanced as we all are struggling with in perimenopause, and you don't eat for the first four, five, six hours of the day, you are starting to deal with some majorly taxing inconsistent blood sugar levels. And the flip side of that is the easiest way to start having more consistent blood sugar is by eating within the first hour and a half to two hours of waking. And that's where fasting can come into an issue. If you're someone who, you know, really, really believes in fasting, I would argue that that maybe the best thing you want to do is actually shift that window so you're breaking your fast within two hours of waking in the morning and that you're ending it earlier at night. Because think about it this way. If you're, the mornings are some of our most active demanding times of our day, right? Physically, like where the body really needs some energy to be dealing with things. And when we wake up and we're not eating or we're living off of coffee, which automatically adds more cortisol and spikes that cortisol and that stress response in the body, then we're now operating in a very, you know, a very taxed body, which makes things absolutely worse for our hormones, which makes things absolutely worse for our fat storage and our metabolism. So we know this, we know this to be true. Where, so if you really were adamant about fasting and you knew you could, be, you could be consistent about it for weeks and weeks, I would definitely be considering, you know, waking up, you know, maybe if you wake up at six, you're eating breakfast at eight, and maybe you, you know, eat your dinner at four and then there's your window, right? And then you have a few more hours to, um, to get back into that fast. And when you wake up, you're hungry again in the morning. But again, a, a regular 14-hour fast where you're eating at 8 a.m. and then your final meal's at 6 p.m., 14 hours is a pretty great fast, and that's enough of a fast for you to be working on where you're having enough sleep and you're having consistent blood sugar throughout the day. And I, the final problem is that, you know, we don't really, a lot of us don't really feed ourselves or fuel ourselves properly in the first place. So regardless of whether you fast or not, your blood sugar, your hormones, your gut health is really, and your energy and your ability to lose weight is really dependent on our focus around, are we eating, you know, proper balanced meals um, at every single time that we sit down to eat, right? So I would say before you spend energy trialing a new way of eating, make sure that you have, you know, it's like before you choose to run a marathon and sign up for the marathon, make sure you can run a 5K first. Make sure the foundations for your nutrition are in place so that you're not trying to layer on another tactic and tool before you've mastered the very first one. So these are your three main problems in perimenopause with fasting. And it's why I don't fast, but I do know a lot of, a lot of people, men in particular, who have a lot of results with fasting, especially, you know, the older we get women who are past menopause can have some really great results with fasting, intermittent fasting. But again, those three pieces are really important to consider. Um, if you are struggling and you are one of these people who is constantly, you know, part of our, my conversation with my girlfriends yesterday at lunch was just how many things are trending about wellness and, and which way do you turn? If you're one of these people who, like me, was, you know, 
Googling things and just never really making a big commitment and just trying a bunch of little things and never able to follow through on something long-term. I really want to remind you that right now, the perimenopause posse is open for enrollment. It is the place that I created as a solution for you know, if, I, if I'm unable to work with you one-on-one, -on -one, which is where a lot of benefits really come in, right? Because I can customize something to you and you need a clear strategy that you can depend on that will work and will heal your hormones and help you shift out of, you know, exhaustion and fat storage into energy gain and fat burning. That is what I created in the perimenopause posse. It's a community of women who are going through all of the same things, who are committed to following through on this. So you get that accountability piece, you get hundreds of bonuses of different types of workouts and, and ways of eating and types of eating and meals that are gonna be healthy for your hormones, understanding supplements, but you get the exact P4 formula that is my proven formula to help you rebalance your hormones. You get the community there to help keep you on track for 12 plus weeks, because let's be honest, that's where results really happen. And then you get access to me in a one hour live coaching weekly call where your questions can get answered live. And if you can't be there, you can send me your questions and I'll answer them for you. If you, if you haven't, if you're stuck and you're someone who just hasn't made that big decision to commit to yourself, this is a really great way to make a solid decision, but be a baby step without a major investment. It's only $37 a month, cancel anytime. I hope you don't want to. Um, but I hope to see you in the posse. The link will be in the show notes below. Um, but I hope this gave you some type of understanding of of fasting, of one of these sort of more trendy things that we're hearing out there. Get back to being consistent, sister. Pick something you can be consistent with. If you can't be consistent with it, it's not working for you or you haven't made a big enough decision yet. Focus on consistent blood sugar. Reduce that workload on your body and really spend your energy learning how to fuel yourself properly. And above all else, check in with her. Ask her how she is feeling. Be present when you eat. Okay, sisters, can't wait to see you in the next episode. Remember to go out and be more in your life and not just less on a scale. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.